0: Dan's
1: going to the bathroom.
0: Yeah, Dan ripped oh it. Oh my and god, now he's, he's like now running he's, too. Now he's about to rip it again, this poor fella. Oh. Our poor producer Daniel is sick this week, but he's, he's managing, he's keeping his life together just enough to hit record on this podcast, bless him. Bless Does the theme music work.
1: sound like really choppy to you or is that just me? It
0: might just uh, be my setup. Yeah, maybe your internet sucks. You guys were blaming me last week, but maybe no, it's your I have, fault.
1: Okay, I have good. I'm a I'm a professional streamer. I have good internet.
0: I don't know what that means. Uh, hello, friends, yeah. idiots, and friends who are also idiots. Welcome to your favorite podcast about social media and rejection. It is blocked party. This is episode number seventy four, and uh, we're coming to you uh, live remotely. Once again, and uh, yeah, our producer is ill, but he's he's managing. Uh, Stefan is, I think, managing. I'm John. I'm managing our guest. I don't know how he's doing. We'll have to check in with him, a return guest to the program, a very funny comedian and one of the hosts of Stop Podcasting Yourself. Graham Clark is here. Hi, Graham.
2: Hello, Thanks how are for are having you doing? me back on the show, you oh, guys. Thank I love you it.
0: for coming back. Thank yeah, you. Thank We're you, so happy. And how are you doing, Graham? Are you what's what's going on in your life in this time of whatever we call this? Um,
2: you know, a lot of um trying to keep myself busy is the big thing. Like uh, to have taken on quite a few projects. So Whoa! Uh, one sounding like, being, a like a businessman, right, businessman. right there. I'm yeah, the I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing some uh, synthesis and some uh, synergy, and uh, <laughs> I want to touch base with you guys.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah! What uh, I saw that you you you've brought back the beard painting. So yes, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that is taking up quite a bit of your time.
2: Yeah, it does. It takes up like it's a good way to spend time because I can like watch a movie while I'm doing it. So oh, it's okay. a, it's kind of like it's a nice, unstressful way to spend time, and uh, and then you know I've been able to like take on more commissions than I can actually do. So we'll see how long <laughs> it takes me to get them all done. But
1: <laughs> yeah, because what in the past... uh, what movies have you been watching, Graham?
2: Um, the last well, the last week I was watching a TV show every day called uh, Happy. Which is uh, Chris Maloney and uh, a ma- look like at magical talking horse, and uh, it is f- weird. It's almost too weird. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, like yeah. that premise is weird enough, and then they add weird stuff on top of it. So it was, it was too. I, I had to I had to jump out of it because it was getting too weird. And I've been watching a lot of old movies. I watched uh, Fatal Attraction the other night. Have you ever seen Fatal Attraction?
1: I have not. No
2: that no. movie kicks ass is, <laughs> is that, that the, one the
1: uh, glenn close
2: yes yeah, yeah. yeah. okay that's it's so um, good and um, it's like an hour and a half i love it. i love any movie that's an hour and a half well and
0: yeah it's interesting like because becca and i have been our whole thing in the time of we don't watch a ton of movies anyway i mean i famously have talked on the show before i'm not a big movie guy in general and becca isn't really either so we don't watch a ton of movies but this in the time of quarantine we've been w- going back and watching a ton of like 90s teen movies it's oh, yeah. been our whole thing like which it, one it is. oh buddy we have watched I mean name one we've watched it uh, She's can't all hardly that. wait she's all that we've watched uh we did uh, 10 things I hate about you can't hardly we wait can't hardly wait we did American pie uh yeah we've done you know we've run the gamut we're and we're all oh, cruel intentions uh yes that's a wild one that is a crazy <laughs> when you look back and you're like whoa that this was like geared at teens and they were just
1: that's not like a teen
0: comedy though no not really a comedy no it's more yeah. of a like uh teen incest uh yeah it's like a horny yeah there's a lot of horny incest shit oh we watched election which is also election super
1: That's a great movie. It's a great movie, but, like,
0: so horny. You're like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, that is true.
2: When I rewatched it, it was a lot hornier than I remembered it being.
0: Totally. I think that that, like, it's almost maybe we're just, like, adults now, and not that any of us have kids, but maybe there is this, like, sense when you're an adult, when you're watching, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. This is, like, this is a lot.
2: (laughs) And apparently, uh, you know, Chris Klein. Yes. Yes. he was discovered by the director because he went to that school they were shooting at. and he, Oh, really? Yeah. And he picked him because he was like, this is the guy. Like He's actually the football playing popular kid, whatever. And so they, they cast him as the – he was like, you're already the guy. So he cast him in that movie. It was his first movie. Damn. Wow.
0: And that makes yeah. sense. He does look like the guy. He does like, look like the guy. Yeah, even when you're watching it, you're kind of like uh, – and he's not like the best actor, so it kind of makes sense. So you're you're like, oh, this is – these these kids are a little more polished, and he's just kind of like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But imagine like being a, the popular kid at your school, and then also a director comes by and is like, you know what? Your popularity is your strength. We're going to catch you in a movie.
0: Yeah, that's like supernova popularity where you're so popular. <laughs> the only movie that was shot at my school was Air Bud. Oh, so, really? Yeah, it was shot at my school. That's amazing. not like the the football one, Golden Receiver. They filmed oh, okay. on the like football field out back of my high school. Um, but I don't make a convincing football player or dog. uh, John
1: John was cast as the guy who points out that uh, there's nothing in the
2: rule book that says the dog can't play football.
0: (laughs) Very important role in
2: that movie. Probably the most important role next to Air Bud himself. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I played the role of league commissioner number two.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't actually the
0: guy who got to point it out. I was the guy wearing the glasses behind the guy pointing it out, nodding and being like, you know what? He's right. I, I don't know. I've I've audited all these rules that I don't understand.
1: I've been watching uh, a lot of, like, Tom Clancy movies. So oh, I watched uh, The Hunt for Red October, which is, like, a legitimately good movie. And then I watched Patriot Games the next day, which also rocks. Like, Sean Bean in that is amazing. That's where Harrison Ford uh, plays Jack Ryan, and he, like, runs afoul of the IRA. Oh, yeah, Right. And then they're like hunting him down in America. Uh and it's really good. And I'm gonna watch Clear and Present Danger tonight, probably. Which nice. I think is the Colombian cartel, maybe. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's nice seeing Harrison Ford in those roles. Like I watched um The Fugitive a couple months ago as well. And like there's something about that era of movies that is just like it's like comfort food almost, you know?
2: Totally. He's and right. I mean, like you you forget how good Harrison Ford is he hasn't been in like a ton of stuff recently i mean aside from the star wars stuff uh but you're like oh yeah he's he's uh so watchable
1: yeah he's so charismatic and like he's just like so competent and cool and i think it's just before he got the earring basically once he got the <laughs> earring it was just game over
0: <laughs> the earring sapped all, all of us. his talent yeah.
1: <laughs> it did i think it must have
0: so you wait so you're saying so he was on the run from the ira so this guy didn't pay his taxes Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh my God. Sorry, I waited a full minute to make that joke, guys. I That's don't know. OK.
1: I think it, it was worth the wait.
0: Thank you. Well, I was good at the whole point of bringing up the teen movies was, I was it was funny, Graham, when you were saying like the movies being an hour and a half, like when you're watching these movies from this time period, it seems very obvious to me that like movie studios were aiming for that. Like it was like if you if it couldn't be between like one twenty five and one forty, they weren't interested. Like so many of these movies, they all, in a, almost a way where it feels like they're sprinting to the finish. It feels like they film an hour and then they're like, fuck, we only got 30 minutes left of this. We got to resolve every single plot we've put in this thing.
2: Yeah. And there's a lot of like outtakes during the credits. They're like, this counts towards the running time. This is also part of the movie.
0: <laughs> totally.
1: I mean, I watched, so last night I watched uh, Bad Boys for Life. Oh, is like
2: no. is it good the, or bad?
1: The, you know what? It was good. It's very much like a throwback. Like it, it felt it felt like Bad Boys One and Bad Boys Two. Like it, it they 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 captured the tone very well. Um, but there's a lot of jokes. Like Martin Lawrence's character Marcus becomes like a grandfather early on, and so they're in their like late late fifties or whatever. And there's a lot of jokes about them being too old for stuff and and retiring. There's a very funny sequence where because Will Smith uh Mike he wants to like keep going you know and and like uh and and like keep keep like fighting the bad guys and stuff and there's one sequence where uh he's like putting on like a ridiculous suit and like getting in his like Porsche and like just like driving so fast and it's like interspersed with Martin Lawrence's character uh putting on like a robe and like sitting in his lazy boy and like adjusting it so he sits back and it's like it that to me is like such a like late 90s early 2000s like action movie funny sequence and they pulled it off so well like i really enjoyed it it's very stupid it's the stupidest movie i've seen in maybe five years
2: (laughs) i mean the first ones were also stupid but they were like uh you know they were like candy they were just like yes like you don't you get the essential premise in the first two minutes (laughs) and and then you just (laughs) then you just ride it out
1: the the big, the big villain in this movie is like a Mexican witch. So <laughs> It's incredible. It's 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 really a lot
2: of fun. El that was probably a studio loco. note, like could we include a Mexican witch?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and they pulled it off. I, so I will say there's not if you watch Bad Boys 2, there's a sequence in Bad Boys 2 where they just drive like a tank through like a Brazilian village and just like destroy the entire village. <laughs> And there's not a sequence that's at that level. Because I don't think they they realize that we can't pull this off. And also maybe it's a little problematic to just like destroy a (laughs) Brazilian favela. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So there's nothing quite at that level. Um, But it's so there's a lot of tongue in cheek stuff, too, because like Vanessa Hudgens is part of like their like police like SWAT team. They're like this new team they've put together, which is called Ammo. Again, very, I don't even know what it stands I don't know if they even say what it stands for. It <laughs> probably
0: stands um, for nothing. They don't nothing. have to. They can just put periods in between the letters and people are like, yeah. oh, that, that's cool. That they're not going to question it. No, that's, but yeah. there's,
1: there's one scene where uh, Will Smith's character is like, uh, like this is like, you know, because like, they're all like young, the, the team, the ammo team. And, and he's like, uh, you know, like, this is just some like high school musical bullshit. And like Vanessa Hudgens was famously in high school musical. Uh, so that's like the level of tongue in cheek that they go with. Which I appreciate very. I, like I, I was very tired. It was the end of a long day. I had had like several beers, and I was like, I can easily stay two steps ahead in this movie, which
0: I, I like. I <laughs> I like the idea that they've been that they've been bugging Will Smith and Martin Lawrence to do a third Bad Boys for like ten years, and neither one of them were on board. And then one writer was like, "But what if the villain was a Mexican witch?" And then Will Smith is like sitting in his estate, like a Mexican witch. Let's go. Let's get this started. I thought that sounds awesome.
2: <laughs> Have you ever heard this story about the, the studio executive that when they were uh, Kevin Smith was writing the, a Superman movie and the studio executive kept harassing them to put a giant spider in the movie? And, and, <laughs> and he didn't understand what the hell was going on. And so he did. He included a giant spider in the script. It never got made. But the next movie that guy made was Wild Wild West and that has a giant spider. in it. So, it's- <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God,
0: I don't care what you do, but there needs to be a big arachnid in this thing. <laughs> Stefan, it was also uh, it was your birthday yesterday. It was happy birthday. Was, uh, I feel like that was a very low key you. birthday. I mean, like I knew that your birthday was coming up, but I did not know it was your birthday until you tweeted about getting the anime or sorry, the manga for the Kebetsu. Oh, I mean,
1: what a gift, because my, my parents had said like, well, you know, obviously we're not doing like a party or whatever. So, we'll, you know, we'll get you like a, a little. I didn't even, I didn't even expect them to get me anything. Uh, but my dad dropped by around 11 in the morning and, and dropped a couple things off. Um, and I stayed six feet away from him. And he um, put his
0: fingers in your mouth like normally. Well, yeah. That's you guys do that. He's got of long arms. Yeah. What a wrist
1: yes. yes.
2: your father has.
1: He actually he actually famously has like very short limbs. But
0: uh. <laughs> Famously. That's what we call him. We call him Mr. Small Limbs Heck.
1: Yeah, he's going to get on me for that, I guess. But he's he's kind of a stubby guy. I think we would, John, you would agree, right? I am not. Well, gonna, I think com- listen, compared to me, like, I'm very, like, lanky. Okay. Right? so <laughs>
3: well,
0: <laughs> I'm not going to call your father stubby on this podcast, okay. first of all. That's not. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm t- saying it out of love. <laughs> yeah, no, your dad's a good, your dad's a great guy. No question about it. Um, I don't think I would describe him as stubby. To me, here's a, here's how I would describe your dad, which I think would put an accurate picture of him in people's minds. Is okay. that because it, it's not I don't want to be condescending. I would just describe your dad as jolly.
1: OK, yeah. He has been mistaken for Santa Claus by Children at the Beach. Before.
2: <laughs> so he's, he's got a big beard and a belly and uh, shakes like a bowl full of jelly. So the, the belly, the belly's
1: gone down. He's, he's, he's very like, trim, yeah, he's lost some weight for sure. Um, but he does have like the white beard and he, he could definitely pull off the Santa look, but they brought, so he brought me, um, uh, my mom made a bunch of cookies and they got me a card game, uh, based on the Donner party. <laughs> oh, wow. It's called the, it's called the Donner dinner party. So I'm, I'm looking forward to playing that it's four players minimum. So we can't really play that now, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> And then they got me, uh, yeah, like a little Japanese comic based on the Sankabetsu brown bear incident, um, which I've, I've written about in the newsletter before. I've talked, I've tweeted about it dozens of times. Graham, do you know what this is? No, not at all. Okay, I'm going to just, I'm going to run through this quickly for you. Um, it's, this is the this is the best article on Wikipedia. Um, yeah, it's, it's in the a lot like of wi-
0: action park. It's like the Sankabetsu bear incident and action park are like kind of neck and neck for best Wikipedia entry.
1: Yeah, because it's it's written in uh, such a way. Uh, so the first thing you see is a big warning at the top of the page. It says this article has multiple issues. The article's tone or style may not reflect the encyclopedic tone used in Wikipedia. This article needs additional <laughs> citations for verification. So it's 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 written in a very exciting uh, fashion, right? <laughs> um, and essentially, it's it's about a, a five day period in nineteen fifteen uh, in in a small village in Japan. Um, where a bear just went completely nuts and killed, uh, let me see. It just, I, I'm not sure if it says it killed, it killed seven people, Wow. um, but it would like break into people's like houses and like start fires cause it would like knock over candles and they had to bring in like, um. And a retired bear hunter who was like a severe alcoholic who had sold his gun for booze. A retired and go...
2: bear hunter.
1: It's nuts. Like it's it's crazy. And and the the comic they, the, my parents got me is in Japanese, so I I can't read it. But it's so action packed that like I get the gist of it. Um, and and so it's a, a very cool gift. But my my sister. And uh, my, my cousin sent some stuff over to my cousin Emily, who listens to the show. She sent over uh, a bunch of beer from Strange Fellows Brewing, which is a wonderful brewery uh, here in town. And then my sister sent me a bunch of candy. And we're gonna. So we were gonna. We were talking about this yeah, before that's we started recording. <clears throat> it's a lot of candy. It came in these little uh, takeout containers. Oh,
0: that's cute. And I think I think uh, what people are saying about the so people can't see, but these are all kind of like five cent candies. And I think what yes. people are saying right now, the best things to eat are candies that come in publicly shareable bins that are subject to the open air. Um, and so it's it's nice that your sister got you that for your birthday, that she knows that that is like obviously the safe way to consume food during this COVID-19 oh, crisis. A-
1: absolutely. Yeah. But I do have, so uh, the, the three little uh, boxes, we have the sour fruit slices mix, Okay. the sour cola bottles oh, mix. Oh, that's a good mix. And then just the assorted gummy sweet mix. So these are just the non-sour gummies. Um, but, like, obviously you have, like, your, your basics. You've got your, uh, you know, the the gummy frogs, the gummy berries. Um, the
2: gummy teeth in there? Did I see gummy teeth? Oh, I believe. I do like the gummy I, teeth.
1: I, I thought I saw them. Let's see. So, you know what? Surprisingly, I don't think they're you in here. Th- We've got the fried the eggs. eggs We've got the
0: worms. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, we've got these things called filled whales, which I think are the liquid filled ones. Oh God. Oh,
0: okay. I don't think I've ever had um, one of those,
1: but the ones that interest me, they have the list of the candy on the side, like the sour cola bottles. Cause obviously you have your classic, just like the Coke bottles and then like the bubble gum ones, yeah, which is like the blue, the blue and the pink. pink yeah. But we've got orange, blue raspberry, cherry cola, blueberry lemonade and cream soda float.
2: Mm. Oh, cream soda float. That sounds all right. Yeah. That's so the that's, like, see, I white and pink
0: one, I think, right? Yeah,
1: so yeah, I, I always thought one. the blue and the red was cream soda. That's bubblegum.
0: That's bubblegum. And it's the,
1: the, white, the white and the pink um, is cream soda. And then the sour fruit slices as well. You know, you've got your classic, the peaches and the watermelon. But you've also got uh, dragon grapefruit, fruit, papaya, strawberry, raspberry.
0: You know, okay. ugly fruit, uh, date. Uh, you know, Okay, was,
1: <laughs> but this is from I guess I guess this place is doing like candy care packages during the pandemic. It's called the Candy Room. Ah. Um, cool. And so I, I've just got a lot of candy. I don't know how long it's going to last me. Um,
2: I feel like if I how often do you eat candy? Are you like a I'm daily? Not,
1: I'm not I'm not a big candy guy. I mean, I have been during the past like month mm-hmm. um, because because why not? So I well, I'll get like little mini chocolate bars or. Uh, my, my, my snack, my snacks per day, like it's just, it's just skyrocketed. I'm sure you guys are the same. Like I'm snacking a lot.
2: Yeah. I could, I could show you like a chart that, you know, that is <laughs> I'm not flattening the curve in terms of snack.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or my, or my stomach, the curve is getting more substantial. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, the amount of chips I've been eating, like I'm, I'm averaging, I would say almost a bag of chips every two days.
2: Wow. That's not bad. Yeah. Well, I think it is bad. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. It is bad. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot.
0: <laughs> yeah. It is not like I'm, I'm at the, um, like inventing snacks, uh, stage. I, I think. What I, have I, you uh, invented? Uh, well, last night I did, um, you know, those like kind of flat pretzels that are like really good for like hummus. So those are great. Yeah.
1: And those are healthy too. Right? well.
0: And so I mean I mean so the the they're flat pretzels. So normally you would dip them in like a hummus, but it was like right before bed. I didn't want to like drop a ton of hummus in my gullet. So I decided to um to dip them in cream cheese. And uh pretty good. Oh
3: wow Yeah, pretty good,
0: gotta say. Yeah. Okay. It was a nice little it was good. It was a nice little treat. I almost felt like if you did that and then popped like an apple slice on top of it. I mean, and and now you're cooking with gas, but
1: that sounds, that sounds really quite good, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's almost like a, a Trisket situation, right? Uh, yeah, it's like a Trisket with, with the... like
0: less weedy flavor. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. But that's still – that snack sounds like a very healthy snack. That's not – that's like something you would give to a kid to – to make sure they're having their balance snack.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's a punishment snack. That's a, that's a snack you give your kids when you hate them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> like that's the snack that you have out in the car when you're in the grocery store and the kid is like, I want a snack. <laughs> and you're like, we got something in the car. It's either raisins or this snack you've come <laughs> yeah, up with.
0: Yeah, that's what I keep in my car, just in the glove box, just a little brick of cream cheese, just in case the kids need a, need a quote, healthy snack. We just pull out the old brick of cream cheese, the flat pretzels that are like $5 a bag that you definitely want to waste on your fucking kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kids, have a gourmet pretzel, you know? I mean, it is funny to see, like, I think when we were kids... Our, all of our like snacks were just like literal garbage. Like our parents like, were just like, yeah, this is like, this is basically just compressed, processed garbage. And now like I work in schools, use I mean, obviously kids still have that, but there's a definitely a lot more of a like. Gogurt, squeezy fruit pouch things like that. You know, it's all that kind of stuff. There's very little like, oh, I don't know. We just took chocolate and peanut butter and cotton candy and just went, and then just here, it's a choco candy ball.
2: See, that sounds like something you could pitch at a candy conglomerate, and they'd be like, yes, yes, we haven't tried that combination. That's why we brought you for the outside. You're thinking outside of the box.
1: I mean, I've talked about the snack that I've made before uh, on, on previous episodes, and it's, it's just literally a slice of cheddar cheese, but like kind of a thicker slice, and then a little pickle, like a little, like a, a, like a little slice of a pickle almost, and you just munch on those and it's delicious.
2: I think that sounds, that's, again, that sounds like a very healthy, balanced snack. You guys are very mature with your snack. I,
1: I think mine's less healthy than John's though, I think.
2: A li- no, but it's still just like cheese and a pickle. Like it's it's all still good stuff.
1: That's true. I guess mine's maybe more of like a goblins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Like mine is something a goblin would eat.
0: Yeah, it's not hard to imagine Harry uh taking the the tram to Gringotts Bank and uh, the goblins just like eating one of those right before he helps Harry Potter and the crumbs are falling on.
1: It's like dripping yeah. wet, you know. I think that's that's part of what it is is that the pickle it's 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 that it's a wet snack. Yeah. It's the, the, the pickle is wet and then you're putting it on the cheese and like the wetness sort of like s- sinks into the cheddar. And it's so it's just it's very greasy and wet. But it is I guess it's relatively healthy.
2: But it's like uh, I like, first of all, that they're that it's considered a wet snack. <laughs> I hate those
0: two words put together. I don't like it at all. Wet snack
2: <laughs> is not good. <laughs> but do you is there a recipe where you can combine different wet snacks to have like the wettest <laughs> snack possible?
1: Like, I think if you threw some like
2: tuna on there. Yes. And salsa. Yeah. 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 T- salsa, a wet snack. Tuna,
0: salsa, oh. pickles, cheese,
2: <laughs> olives, whatever, you know, yeah. It's... Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That's,
1: that's definitely a goblin snack. I mean, I almost feel like, that's a good top three. At some point, we don't we don't have to do it. Like I, I'd like to. At some point, that would almost be a whole bonus episode. It's just <laughs> goblin snacks. Top three like goblin, ranking snacks. goblin snacks. Yeah,
2: absolutely. When you feel
0: like a goblin, what are you snacking on in this quarantine, Graham?
2: Um, I've been eating like I don't I don't usually eat a lot of cereal, but I've been a real cereal man. It's, yeah. it's just like every point during the day feels like a bowl of cereal. So I've been uh, mixing it up. I was always a mini-wheats guy, but in the last while, I got some apple cinnamon Cheerios, some Frosted Flakes. Mm -hmm. I I was thinking about Captain Crunch, but I'm not sure if I'm ready to go down that road (laughs) just yet. Captain
0: Crunch feels like a different – that's a different tier. Like, we got Lucky Charms. I feel like that's in in a similar tier to Captain Crunch. It's just candy. Yeah. Am I ready to fully give up on everything? Like,
1: Frosted Flakes, you can, like, trick yourself into being like, well –
2: the flake part is healthy. Yeah. I'm getting like corn,
3: daily corn about.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like the
0: the famous story uh, is that like John Kellogg, uh, John Kellogg invented corn flakes to curb masturbation.
2: Oh, like, yeah. Because he, right.
0: he was like a big Quaker. So, like, his whole thing was like, well, if you eat a bland diet, then you won't be horny. Yeah. So miserable. you'll just be like. So that's what captain I'm saying. Crunch is It like makes
2: me horny. So that's, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. saying yeah. yeah.
0: Like, like frosted flakes are like, okay, I'm jacking off. Lucky charms are like, okay, I'm fucking captain crunch is like, we got an orgy going on. Yeah. We got a situation here. I am horny as hell. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't, you can't, you got to make sure you balance that out. You don't want to get too horny in these, in these times.
1: Do you think the frost, the frosted flakes thing was like, like obviously we had cornflakes. And then do you think it was, like, uh, the Kellogg's guy, it was, like, his son or his grandson who was, like, we need to spice this shit up a little bit. People aren't jacking off enough. Like, we need to <laughs> – we can't be the non-jack-off cereal. Yeah, yeah. We need to rebrand as the cereal that makes you, like, relatively horny, I guess. Because it's still – there's still flakes, you know. But let's 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 frost them a little bit. The frost will remind people of, of frosting stuff
0: with your cum. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
2: right. Yeah, that's what it'll
0: remind people of.
1: I think that's the that's that's where my mind goes. So,
0: yeah, when you're like when you're an eight year old and you're walking down the cereal aisle,
1: yeah, I feel like I have the same mindset as like a cereal executive from 1920.
2: You know. (laughs) Like, yeah. how do we? How do we? Uh, I also own a uh, pornography concern uh, <laughs> as well as a cereal company. And uh, is there a way that I could be making money across the board?
0: <laughs> uh, it's what I've always said. There's just not <laughs> enough people out there. What did they call jacking off in 1920? I'm like trying to come up with a euphemism. Riding the train.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cranking a pony. <laughs> yeah, I think it was getting it
1: was getting your jollies off or getting yeah, your rocks getting off. Getting your
2: right? rocks off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
1: Damn. Getting getting your flakes off, maybe. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah that's how it, that and honestly though when you think about like tony the tiger is definitely pretty horny as well
1: well compared to the i mean the cornflakes logo is a fucking it's just a rooster
0: yeah a rooster and it's not even like a cool rooster and it's just like a crowing rooster like i remember the ads used to just be like hey wake up like that was the whole yeah. thing the rooster was just <laughs> the rooster was just like hey you're gonna wake up and i'm gonna wake you up and then... it looks like the old
3: it
1: looks like the old white spot logo <clears throat> yeah it's just boring. It's just a. It's just like a rooster. It's, and it's like a style. It's like not even like a cartoon rooster. It's like a. It's like a logo version of a rooster. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, very simplified.
2: There are no. I just realized as we were talking about cereal that there are no female cereal mascots unless I'm missing one. <clears throat> but I feel like Snap, Crackle, and Pop, Tony the Tiger, Captain Crunch. Yeah, the Lucky uh, Charms. Uh, Lucky Charms, dude. Leprechaun.
0: The Diggum Frog I, I, from Honey Smacks, the Sugar Crisp I, Bear, I feel the honeycomb
1: like, I adventurer. feel like they've done. I feel like they've done uh, a female Lucky Charms Leprechaun at some point. Have they not?
2: To show you that the Leprechaun fucks.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think so. Right? Exactly. I was yeah. going to say Lucky Charms are super horny, yeah. so it makes sense that there would just be like a, that. There would be a girl, uh, a girl equivalent. Let me see. I'll look it up, but I don't think there really are. I could have
1: sworn, maybe not. Yeah.
0: Oh, you've got, well, you had like, uh, like fruity pebbles were like the Flintstones. So okay. you had, the, uh, but okay. yeah, there really aren't any, uh, apparently yeah, the that's, there's like none. If you Google it when in under the people also ask section where it's like, are there any female cereal mascots? It just says there aren't any female breakfast cereal mascots. <laughs> So, yeah, so I guess there aren't any. I don't know if there was a Lucky Charms. I'll see if I can find a Lucky Charms one specifically. Seems like a I, missed I, opportunity, you know? Yeah,
1: does. I'm on the Rule 34 website right now looking at serial mascots. And <laughs> Jesus. I mean, okay, obviously, like, as you said, Tony the Tiger is very horny. And I'll say this. <laughs> Fuck off. He has, I mean, he's hung.
2: Obviously. He is hung. On- it's, Obviously,
1: uh, you're gonna make him hung if you're drawing. Like, there's no if you're drawing him to get horny off of. You're not gonna give him a little chode or something. No, but
2: he's definitely like he's got uh, giant balls too. Like the like you see in the nature documentaries. Like a like a lion's kind of swinging balls is what he. Yeah, does. yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, wh- uh, one thing okay, I will oh, say. Oh, there's one of the tricks rabbit getting fisted. I'm gonna. Close this <laughs>
0: Oh boy. And that mascot is always turning tricks. Am I right? Um, <laughs> folks, folks the, please. I will say these, these
1: tricks aren't for kids. <laughs>
0: I will say, uh, do yourself a favor. Don't Google female Lucky Charms. Uh, that's because that's what I did. And that's a mistake. I okay. end up with a lot of, uh, not in a like porno way, just a lot of like uh, weird female leprechaun Halloween costumes. Ah, okay. Because uh, I had just searched female serial c- characters and then nothing. And then that's when I found out. Nothing. So I was like, oh, what about Lucky Charms specifically? So I just deleted Serial characters wrote female lucky charms. Bad search didn't work. (laughs) And I also found a blog post from some guy talking about how a girl feels like a lucky charm to
2: him or something. Oh, that's nice. That's that's a sweet (laughs) note to end on that search on. (laughs) I mean, uh,
0: um, yeah, maybe it could be sweet. I didn't get into it. It could be problematic. It's tough to tell, but it is a good note to end on and move on to our social media updates. Graham, we always like to start with the guest. What is going on on your social media?
2: Uh, well, first of all, hawking these beard paintings uh, yes. through through all social media uh, channels. Um, and uh, what's happening on my social media? Like the thing that I most recently am super fascinated by is uh, this video that's been going around of somebody who brought crabs on oh. an airplane. And, yes. uh, yeah, and then the crabs, like, escape from their container, and they're all over the um, luggage carousel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I haven't seen this. It's really but, funny. It's a great video.
2: It's ah. really, It just, like, everything about it just kind of, like, uh, kind of spurs your imagination. Like, what kind of container were they in? How did they escape? And, like, they're jumping off the luggage carousel, like, running around in the airport. It's... <laughs> And there's a there's a lot of them too. There's a ton of them.
0: <laughs> so like this person was presumably bringing these crabs home to eat. I guess.
2: I guess, but I just it's shocking that, that he would be bringing live. Like that, that would be allowed on a plane that, like a yeah, because like live obviously
0: crabs? you and I have been to Halifax for comedy and so like when you go to the Maritimes and you're you're in a maritime airport you can get a lobster to like bring on the plane with you to take home to Vancouver or whatever. Right. But I guess it's not live. Right. Like, but I know they put it in like ice and they have the whole like fro freeze, uh, you know, frozen container. They put it in whatever. So you can bring it home. But I, I yeah, I guess it's not live. Right.
2: Um, no, I don't think it's live <laughs> and it just seems like crazy. It just seems crazy to be like on a commercial airline, like not, they weren't being shipped. This was, like, in somebody's luggage. And they, like, are down on the luggage carousel. It is it is wild.
1: I mean, I also feel like it's the type of thing where, like, I could see it maybe going on a, a commercial flight, but it would go... it would end, It wouldn't end up on the luggage carousel. It would end up where, like, the skis go. You know what I mean? And, like, the oversized stuff. And you'd go pick it up separately. But, like, also, I don't think it was in, like, like a hard shell, like you know, wheeled bag or anything. I think it was in some sort of, like, proper carrying case for crabs, maybe? And then it broke, but... Because I think if if you put them in, like, a regular bag, they would die, probably, right?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, but obviously whatever (laughs) container they chose was of poor quality. Or these are super crabs that managed to (laughs) chop their way through whatever case they were in.
1: I think the funniest uh, possible case would just be like a dog kennel. And so you can just see them in there.
2: <laughs> and they're just
0: all climbing on top of each other. Uh, yeah. And smoking uh, is what I've learned from Twitter, that uh, the crabs smoke. Oh, yeah. A they lot, have, yeah they'll hold the they cigarette. And
2: they look yeah. really tough when they
0: do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They got yeah. the knife, the knife in one hand, the cigarette in the other. Yeah. You know? those are, so those are. it was probably those types of crabs that were in the whatever they were.
1: What kind of crab were, like, they were just, like, regular, like, the classic looking crab. Classic right? crab.
3: Like, yeah,
2: yeah. You know, not, not like, not, and obviously in a place that you were bringing crabs to, so, like, a place that crabs are not around. So, yeah. You know, like, if they were in Dallas or Arizona or something, like, what. The local uh, animal control would be like, we have no crab experience at all. We've never had to deal with crabs in any capacity. What do you do? What? How do you corral crabs? I have no. Okay,
3: idea.
1: so I've, I've I've got some more information on this. I think this is in the Bahamas. Okay,
2: in the Bahamas, uh, which you let's see, we have crabs there.
1: Okay, they were in an ice box that was arriving for collection on the luggage carousel. So they so they were in like a proper box. I yeah. my guess is because it was in the carousel and not like a separate area, when it like slid down right. the, the the ramp, it like probably hit hard because it's gonna be heavy. Yeah. And then the lid popped off and it was just or it like flipped over on its side or something, right? So And yeah. it's
2: like it's just so crazy that like but crap, it just shows that they're opportunists. These crap. Yeah, they were just oh, yeah. waiting for a chance to wreak havoc. And boy, did they. <laughs> <laughs> it's the news we need in this in the harsh news cycle that's been going on. <laughs> it
1: is I, like the the, tw- the the video on Twitter had like three hundred and fifty thousand retweets. Like people were loving it.
0: You oh, know? wow. I think
1: it was just it was a very positive story. You know? People need
0: (laughs) you know that like some sort of Fox News affiliate was like, killer crabs on the loose. (laughs) America was like, Oh,
2: is this the worst
0: thing to happen since COVID (laughs) nineteen? Yeah,
2: exactly. No, we got COVID nineteen and then now we got this crab plague to deal with. (laughs) Yeah.
0: We're being taken over by these crabs. Um, Stefan, what's going on on your social media?
2: So mine
1: is also about COVID nineteen. Uh, you you just brought up COVID nineteen, which oh uh,
0: good segue. You guys
1: have heard about this, obviously. Um,
0: uh, but I there have. were a
1: bunch of okay. And here's <laughs> there the
0: were a thing. Bunch of- here's the <laughs> thing, Stefan. Okay, about yeah. COVID nineteen. Yes. Okay. This is the nineteenth one. Okay, wow. we've already dealt with the first 18. You're telling me we don't that. know how to deal with 19? Come on. I have
1: I have heard that. Uh, this is sort of related to that because it's about all the uh, the protests of, like, the stay-at-home and shelter-in-place orders that oh. are happening this week in the U.S. <laughs> yeah. And there was the one in Vancouver, too, but that was, like, six people. The ones in the U.S., there's, like, hundreds of people, and it's, it's completely insane. Um, but they were interviewing people, and this is a woman in Huntington Beach, California, which— I I've heard of I've heard of that town. And my understanding is uh, if it if a protest like this was going to happen anywhere in California, it would happen in Huntington Beach Um, because it's like super rich right wing like golf club Republicans, basically just just total morons. Um, And this is a quote from a woman named Becky Walker for And she says the virus is not true. I mean, it's true, but it's not like a pandemic. We think it's New World Order trying to take over. I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not going to be a sheep. Um,
2: oh, I think I saw a picture of this woman, too.
1: Yeah, just wearing a lot of American stuff. She's holding a big uh, American flag. She looks very stupid. Uh, and if you Google her, our friend um found this out. Uh, he Googled her, and, and the, one of the top results is a post on Facebook uh, from August 3rd of 2016 uh, on the Black Angus Steakhouse page. And I'm going to read this entire thing. And this is this is going to tell you the, the type of people who are protesting the stay-at-home work. I
2: just want to marinate in the Black Angus <laughs> Steakhouse Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> just so, so great a sentence.
1: So, uh, okay, first, first off, do you think this is a, a positive post or a complaint?
2: Oh, it's mm. got to be a complaint, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that's, it's fairly obvious. I think most people would guess it was a complaint and you would be correct. I was at your Monrovia restaurant last night for the free lobster. There were no signs on the door, nor does the coupon state limited quantities. We arrived around 730. It was not busy and fairly easy to hear the music. Pretty quiet, actually. My friend and I were seated promptly. The waiter arrived. I told him we were here for the lobster, to which he replied, oh, we're sold out. We told him that's why we came. I asked my friend if he wanted to go somewhere else. We ended up staying and used the two for $42 coupon. Very bummed. So we ordered our meal and ate. The people next to us asked to see the manager. We called him over when he was done with them. We explained why we had came, and we explained that he was told that when the lobster sells out, he cannot serve them anymore. I mean, that's, okay, that makes sense. Oh, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we can't, we don't have it, so we can't
0: serve it. Yeah, it turns Uh, out stores also can't sell hand sanitizer right now.
2: Yeah, she's mad at, like, the rules of the universe. That's what she's mad at. Yes, we asked
1: if he could give us a rain check and he stated no. He said that it is on the coupon while supplies last. But I do still have the coupon and I can come back tomorrow and use it then. He is sure they will be in stock. Now, after that and his previous answer, my friend and I have come to the conclusion that you are running a bait and hook scam. <laughs> I feel bad about the way the manager handled the issue. I am posting our dining experience and what was said on Facebook. A positive impact would be to rain check the two lobster tails and a sign posted on the door for future customers have the choice before entering the restaurant that you are out of a product. After reading my coupon this morning, it does not say that anywhere. Thank you. Becky Figuernas. I'm going to just read her phone number. Fuck it. 760-686-0106. Put her phone
3: number off.
1: Yeah. On on the public page for Black Angus Steakhouse. So Like what is, her,
0: what is her hope in putting the phone number on there? Is that so that like other people who see the review will call her and be like, you know what? I went there and I had the same experience. I, well,
1: so I think my guess is and, and not my guess. She she is a very <clears throat> stupid lady and she thinks that she's doing like a private message to Black Angus Steakhouse. And so <laughs> Because I think she's smart enough to be like, well, I don't want people to see my phone number. So she's posting it there and assuming that no one else can see her message, most
2: likely. Or, or she's, she's doing a bait and switch routine. Maybe you call her and then, then she tricks you into phone sex or something.
0: Uh, Graham, it's actually be. called a bait and hook. Uh, so. <laughs> bait and
2: hook. That's right.
1: <laughs> so look, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna sit here and say that it would be funny if this lady contracted the virus and died. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna sit here and say it would be extremely funny if that happened. <laughs> look, I, so if if you have seen on Twitter the past couple weeks, there's been a few stories. Um, about like uh, like mega church pastors or whatever who are who were like oh I'm, I'm not going to listen to these orders we're still going to hold our services we're still going to have people come out and, and worship uh, on Sundays or whatever uh, and then they like they get the virus and they die this has happened two or three times really and, and yeah it's and so but but one thing you'll see is people replying to it and being like uh, look uh, agree with this guy or not whatever his politics are this is this is a tragedy uh, and. No, it's not. It's funny. It's funny that that guy died. The tragedy is that maybe he uh, affected, like, innocent people. That's the tragic part. But the fact that this asshole died of the virus he said wasn't a threat. I mean, come on. We, we You got to laugh, folks. Right?
3: You got to laugh at something. <laughs>
0: I think the funniest one of those posts I saw was like uh, it was a guy who was like the the context of the post was like oh they're telling us that we can't go in the ocean. Like, they're, they're, you know, everybody knows the ocean doesn't belong to any country. It's international waters. And now the US, I guess by closing the beaches is the point. They're saying, we can't go in the ocean. We can't even be. This is ridiculous. And so uh, <laughs> it was one single guy who was in the US Navy wearing his naval uniform. And he was his full, like, regalia, like, hat. Fancy shirt, pants, everything. And it was so it was one guy standing on the beach holding a sign that said, like, Free America. Free our oceans, or something like that, and then the navy guy standing knee deep in the ocean. Oh my god, I just saw it! That's so funny. Saluting. It's a a sign
1: that says "Land of the Free." Land of the Free. It's like a lawn sign. (laughs) He's just standing knee deep in his full naval uniform, saluting. Yeah,
0: (laughs) it is so funny.
1: (laughs) And the the post is yeah. Today, a fully dressed navy master chief stood in the ocean after the town in Emerald Isle, North Carolina, ordered the beaches closed. Three hours later, the town reopened the beaches to the public. Thank you for your service, Master Chief.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your service. So it was him who did it. He was the one who got the order lifted. And <laughs> it's just the image of it is so pathetic. It's like such a sad, like, it's just a grown man in nice clothes standing knee deep in the ocean. I also-
1: the, repli- the replies are. Can I I'm just. Okay, go ahead, Graham. I'm going gonna, gonna to look up some of these replies. These are insane. Go ahead, Graham.
2: Oh, in this picture, there's a law enforcement officer standing on the beach. And he yeah. he's like, well, I guess my jurisdiction ends at water. Like he just is standing there. <laughs> I can't pull this guy out of here.
0: He foiled me again. It's international waters. So what can I do? You hey, yeah, know? <laughs> no law
2: supply there. You can gamble all I'm you want. I'm just
0: imagining him doing like a talking head on like the first 48 or something like well, I mean, uh, we oh we received word that the suspect was uh, standing in the Atlantic Ocean, and uh, we went down there to the beach to check it out. But uh, unfortunately, uh, my jurisdiction only covers up to the shore's edge. And uh, once you enter the water, there was nothing we could do. Our hands were died. Yeah, we don't have
2: police boats. We have police cars. <laughs> God, the,
1: the replies are just the funniest shit. Deplorable Jonathan says, we need more people like this. Uh, And then someone with a hamburger for a profile picture says, we have them. They're our veterans. And then (laughs) Enlightened Geek replies and says, so many give everything to keep us safe. God bless them. This is so you can go get sunburnt?
2: Oh, man. like That's
1: what it is, right? I mean, I guess this is technically defending their freedom more than like fighting overseas, weirdly enough. But God, it's so funny. He did not serve to have America's beaches closed by government
2: overreach. That was why he served in the first place. They gave him a form and he were like, why are you enrolling in the Navy? And he was like, so that everybody can enjoy our beaches.
0: If, if there's ever a global pandemic, I want to be sure that people are enjoying the beaches the way God intended.
2: <laughs> what what is the What do you think the likelihood that a country musician writes a song about America's freedom in relation to this very topic in the next couple of weeks.
1: I would say a hundred percent. I'm surprised it
2: hasn't happened 100%. already. Yeah. I'm surprised. That's Toby the, uh, Keith who, who's hasn't... the
1: guy Lee Greenwood, right? That's the guy who did. Um, and I proudly stand up fight for you. Like the one yeah. where he talks about what's it called? It's, it's uh, a, my
0: ass is in it. Right. Neil, my ass, isn't it? Or something like that. Isn't no, it?
1: that was the other guy Lee Greenwood did. It um, it was, it was before 9-11 but it got really popular oh. again after oh, it was before. god bless the usa yeah
2: and like also toby keith was that the guy yeah, yeah he, he toby also, also yeah, like post 9-11 well we we did a- oh
1: and and alan jackson had uh where were you when the world stopped turning yeah <laughs> He's gonna re-release it for the army guy standing in the world. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's gonna be called Where Were You When the World Stopped Turning in brackets out in the ocean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the ocean <laughs> remix. Uh wh- <laughs> the uh what was the what was that one called? It was like Take a Knee My Ass or something like that? The one where it had yeah, Take a Knee It had the brackets my ass in the
1: it's it's yeah it's take a knee my ass and then in brackets I won't take a knee.
0: Right. <laughs> just to really they're like we need a we need a punchy song title that just says everything. <laughs> oh man. I like the idea of like uh <laughs> Uh, of, like, going to the grocery store and writing a song about that. I won't buy milk, brackets, I will never
2: buy milk. (laughs) Like, just
0: really laying it down two times.
2: Because he realized in the song, he's like, it doesn't say that I won't take a knee, and I want people to know that that's my stance.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, my stance is having a stance. I will be standing. That's... (laughs) Yeah, we Toby Keith will definitely write a song about COVID nineteen. We we actually we did a all cameo bonus episode with Jamie Loftus, and we found a Toby Keith impersonator on cameo. And uh, this is the best. And <laughs> then re- <laughs> and realized midway through watching the cam- I had already watched the cameo. Yeah, then I noticed and it was really something funny. in the background. And then Stefan noticed that he had neo Nazi shit in the background of this. He had like iron. He cross had a huge flag. iron so, cross flag
2: in the background. But that's just, just, he's just doing what Toby Keith does. So you can't, you can't pin it on him. That's,
1: that's what I was saying. I was like, that's part of the impersonation. (laughs)
0: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That guy's not a neo-Nazi. He's just really committed to the bit.
2: I just (laughs) love the Uh, fact that they're doing, he's doing cameos. Because like, I remember hearing a story about somebody who went and saw a Michael Jackson impersonator in concert. And then afterwards people were getting autographs from him and The guy was so stunned by it. He was like, he's not Michael Jackson. He's just some guy. Why are you getting his autograph?
0: Does he sign it Michael Jackson or does he sign it just like Jeff Hodges?
1: Okay, I did. uh, One more before we go on to your uh, update, John, because the pictures coming out of the protests are so good. Uh, And this is another one from Huntington Beach. And it's, okay, just
0: before you get to that, Toby Keith is going to release a song called Red, White, and Blue Bracket Like the Ocean. Okay, okay. go ahead.
1: Uh, <laughs> and and this lady is holding a sign that says, and she's like screaming, and it, it, the sign says, give me liberty or give me death. And she is standing directly in front of a Baskin-Robbins.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she she would be fine if the Baskin-Robbins was open. If she was able to go yeah. to Baskin-Robbins, that would fit her freedom criteria. Yeah. Wow. It has
0: been three weeks since I've had gold medal ribbon and I'm about to fucking lose it.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. John, what's That's going on in your social media?
0: Well, this is pretty good, guys. Uh, saw this this morning uh, and I just had to share it. I saw it in a, a tweet, a tweet that went viral. It's an interview with Keanu Reeves. And uh, I think we've talked on the show before about Keanu. And obviously, I think most people know uh, you know, he's just a pretty cool guy. Seems like a genuinely good dude, nice to be around. Uh, you know. And this is uh this is an interview. Uh, I guess about the upcoming uh remake of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure or whatever the second one is, The Journey or whatever. Anyway, so this guy's doing a an interview with Keanu and uh well, I'll just let uh I'll just let it play <laughs> oh, here.
3: No.
2: Is Bill's voice going to come back? Naturally, it's hard to get back into the actual voice, the cadence of Bill. He was Ted. I played Ted. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you just lost all of your cred, dude. You. That's right. That's what you should do right
1: now because you just... Because uh, he walks so, away. The guy,
0: <laughs> so the guy literally puts his microphone down on the chair and walks out of the interview. And Keanu's like, that's right. That's what you should do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes
0: yeah it's just perfect the whole thing is perfect just about the way he's just like i played ted <laughs> and just like lets it just sit there for a second and then the guy is immediately gets up out of his chair puts his and to be fair pretty funny reaction yes. from the guy as well a good way to handle it i, I would like I to see it.
1: the rest of the interview because keanu is like obviously the nicest celebrity of all time yeah and like you know like i'm i'm sure i'm sure they continued the interview, I would imagine. But even Keanu is like, because like that's, to get it that wrong, like even Keanu can't really like hide it, you know?
2: Yeah. His, his disdain. The, so Keanu's the nicest celebrity, right? Uh, who do you think is the, his polar opposite? Who's the meanest celebrity, but not like a Gordon Ramsay where he's like playing a mean guy or whatever. Just like somebody that you've heard time and time again is the meanest celebrity.
1: I think it's oh, it's,
2: it's Ellen. Ellen yeah. it? I was gonna say it's yeah. Ellen.
0: That's, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like all three
0: of us are unanimous.
2: <laughs> it's so yeah, crazy. Well, it's uh, definitely yeah. been a
0: thing that's gone around like on Twitter, especially in the last little yeah. while, about like Oh Ke- how Kevin Ellen's Porter the had that thread, right? Right. Where, where, where yes. he's like I'll
1: donate two dollars to the LA food bank for every horrible yes. Ellen story. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And there were a lot of them.
0: <laughs> well, I know like uh Um, it was, it kind of came back around again this week because I think Ellen's been like firing workers and shit right? while she's doing the show remotely. And, um, Nick Weiger, a friend of the show had tweeted, you know, he's obviously been in quite a few writer's rooms and he was saying like, basically every show I've been on, uh, every writer's room has like at least one writer that used to work for Ellen and no one has a good thing to say about her ever. And like, it says he's like, it's just a crazy pattern. Like there's no, you'll never meet a person who disagrees and and who's like, no, Ellen's actually really nice and was like, good to me.
2: Right. Yeah. That's funny that we all, we were all on the same exact page. We knew, we knew (laughs) what to say. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, it's, a. I think it's, I think probably part of what it is too, is it's like, it's, it's how she is relative to her reputation as well. Right. That I think makes it even yeah. worse. It's like, you have all these like wine moms who think she's like genuinely like this amazing and nice person. Uh, and then, you know, and then it's like when you dig into it, you, d- you don't have to do much research to figure out like, Oh, she's actually a terrible person and treats people awfully.
2: Right. You know, Yeah. It's funny. Cause like, uh, you know, like Steve Harvey, you hear the same kind of things about him. But there's no part of you that thinks that Steve Harvey's a nice guy. Like there's no – like yeah. when you hear that he's, that he's a maniac behind the scenes that you're like, yep, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's his, his, his personal brand know.
1: is that he's like a weird freak. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then and then Ellen's personal brand is like, oh, she, she seems like nice and, and fun and she dances and I want to hang out with her, you know? Like, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah and she, she does can. all these giveaways and she's so kind and what like all this stuff she does she's so generous you know and well, once she sure had that whole like things <laughs> there was, she had that whole thing where uh she did the like first episode from her own house or whatever in quarantine and she was talking about how her house feels like a jail and she has <laughs> yeah. like a 20 million dollar house <laughs> with like three pools and like she's like i don't know how you guys are feeling but i kind of feel a little bit like i'm trapped in jail and then i remember like someone tweeted that being like i'm trapped in jail in quotes and then did like uh someone had done like a drone flyover of ellen's house and, and so you could see like. Like all, like how fucking big her house is, and all this shit. And her house
1: is like is like three times the size of my entire apartment complex. Like yeah.
0: And she's like, I'm trapped in jail while people are watching this show from like literal abject poverty. (laughs) Yeah. Like yeah, I do feel trapped in jail. That's so crazy that Ellen feels that way too. Oh man! If If I could block block Ellen. I would. I and speaking speak of, of being blocked, block let's block move on to our block tale.
3: What did you tweet? You brought receipts, block blocktail. Woo. No longer can see that post. It's block tail. Woo. You probably deserved it. It's block tail. Okay.
0: How's that for a segue? Isn't that good? That was great. I felt, that was very nice. smooth.
1: I mean, Thank you could you. go block Ellen right now. <sighs>
0: Yeah, I want to be blocked by her. Oh, okay. I don't want to yeah, block her. There's
1: no fucking way she actually uses her own Twitter account. Yeah,
0: so. no chance. No chance. Yeah. Uh, Graham, uh, I know that uh, in the lead up to this show, yeah, you, you told me that you had to get blocked. So I guess we need to know, were you successful?
2: Oh, man, I tried hard. I tried. Uh, my uh, kind of idea was that I could get blocked by some or maybe all of the American Piecast, um, <laughs> but from the poster only. So no Eugene Levy, no Stifler's Mom, like it was only from the poster. And so I've been writing to them almost daily, um, saying that if, for every block I get from the original American podcast poster only, is uh, I'll give, started with $20 to the food bank. Then the next time I bumped it up to 25 and now i'm at 30 and i still the only thing that's happened is tara reed liked the tweet so she saw it <laughs> liked it and she didn't didn't block me
0: i mean we've seen some tara reed cameos uh i don't know i don't know that she probably even knew what she was doing when she liked it I right mean, there's a good yeah, there's a good chance she even if she did know how to block someone in the moment she saw that tweet, she would not have had the capability of doing
2: that. the wherewithal. Yeah. yeah. And it's weird which uh, which cast members are on Twitter and which ones are not. Uh, right. Because Stifler, Sean Williams yeah. Scott, he is not on Twitter <laughs> and is the biggest star but, out of all. Yeah, of them. Yeah, he seems like the most well
1: adjusted out of, out of also all of that. Babies, yeah. So, yeah.
2: Mina Savari's not on Twitter, and the guy who has sex with Stipler's mom, whatever his name is, Finch. there's just a fan account uh, that hasn't posted since 2018. Oh, wow. I was
0: going to say, you couldn't get a block from the Eddie K fan account?
2: <laughs> yeah, I think they, they it's been abandoned <laughs> around the time that he was on oh, some man. CBS sitcom or or action series. I don't know which. Um, but, the, that's kind of the header image is him on this yeah. show called like Scorpion or something like that. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he, and then the guy who's, who's with Tara Reid in the movie, he's, he's yeah. a musician Thomas
0: Ian Nicholas. Oh yeah. He looks like he's got the beard and like kind of shaggy hair.
2: Yeah. So he's, he's kind of gone away from the whole, uh, acting thing, but you know, you think like, Jason Biggs maybe would, I, I don't know. Jason Biggs tweets a lot too. I think. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. I thought that he yeah. would be of all the people that he would be the most into it. Um, but nothing. I can't. I can't. I can't win with this cast.
0: <laughs> the only thing, uh, well, two things. We watched American Pie just like two nights ago. So it's very funny that this is that this has come up on the show. Um, you realize, like, again, we were talking about that 90 minute time limit, like you realize in these teen ensemble cast movies, you know, they got to fit in all the stories. So it literally just takes like one to three scenes uh, and then people are hopelessly in love and can't live without the person that they've been in two scenes with.
2: Right. Yeah. Like yeah, That's yeah. what
0: happens with Chris Klein and Mina Suvari, Austriker and Heather in the show. It's like. Oz decides he doesn't want to be known as just the lacrosse player. He wants to, you know, branch out after telling a college girl uh, to suck me beautiful. uh, That's a quote uh, in in the car. And then she's like, you got to grow up a little bit. And then he's like, oh, maybe I do. So then he joins Glee Club. He exchanges one glance with Mina Suvari. Then she comes to his father's submarine sandwich shop. And then they're in love.
2: Wow, I didn't remember (laughs) any of that. I only remember that they had sex like near a boat or something like that. Yeah, on
0: a dock. On a dock. On a dock. Yeah, dock but, they, yeah. but actually, and Graham, fun fact, they were the only ones who didn't have sex. Oz, re- Oz wow. reveals at uh, Dog Days, the hot dog place. The next day, when they're all <laughs> talking about their uh, when they're all talking about their recent conquests, uh, he was the only. He's like, we we waited. So they right. but they did get naked. Like I think he definitely, you know, some things happened. <laughs> yeah they yeah. ate some frosted flakes as it were <laughs> if you know what i
2: mean <laughs> if you if you
0: get what i mean but graham uh,
1: the thing to do might be to try to get blocked by like the direct to dvd cast oh that's <laughs> like, like start there and then move up so go with like the naked mile maybe <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, yes th- you're absolutely right i need to i need to establish that this is a thing and then yeah slowly work like your the way up
0: yeah maybe yeah. that's how you get jason biggs respect you're like listen i was blocked by matt stifler uh from Ben from american pie presents band camp uh so listen i've i'm i'm here okay yeah yeah, yeah.
2: I <laughs> like it's, it's a uh I was, do, I was trying to bite off more than i could chew you know i was just going right for the big dogs
1: <laughs> were- I was I was blocked by the the star of American Pie presents the Book of Love, Bug Hall, the guy who also played Alfalfa in 1994's yes. Little Rascals.
2: <laughs> wow, how did that? This is that's amazing. what
1: you start with that. So no, I'm just saying like that's what you got to be. Oh, that's, that's what you got to try to do. Yeah, as far as I know, I'm not blocked by Bug Hall, but. <laughs> I I think I think the thing to do with with him if he has Twitter is to tweet at him as if he is like uh some sort of like insect museum. And be like when are you when are you opening back up? I want to go I want to learn about insects. I want to see the stick insects,
3: you know? Yes.
0: oh my god yeah that would be good the only other thing i remember about american pie do you guys remember this uh jason biggs's wife is like a she's a writer or a journalist i think and she wrote this like very long article about getting jason biggs to have sex with another woman and it like revitalized their relationship do you guys remember this no no yeah. It was like this, it was this big thing. It was like, you know, Jason Biggs hadn't been heard from since, uh, whatever the 2001 vehicle loser. Uh, and, uh, well, no, I guess they did American reunion in like 2012 or whatever, yeah. but uh, and he was in orange is
1: the new black. I think, oh listen. yes.
0: Right. Right. But yeah, this yeah. was, this was going back probably like, I don't think he had done anything really like, like non-American pie adjacent. Like it was probably like, I want to say it was like six or seven years ago and she just wrote this long article about how, you know, their sex life had been dwindling and like all this stuff and they wanted to, uh, you know, spice it up. And so they came up with the idea that he would sleep with another woman, but then she didn't want it to be like a woman that they knew or that he could possibly foster a relationship with. So then they went to Vegas and they solicited an escort and then he like slept with the escort while she was in the room. And then it was like, Oh yeah, it was like this big thing. And it was like, why do I know this about Jason big? I like, I have no problem with any of that stuff, whatever. That's not a big deal, but it just was like, I, why am I learning this? about yeah. Jason Biggs, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah. It was like, uh, it's, it's weird, like, she, she probably thought this would be a, a good thing for a journalist to, to do, to dive right into my own experience, but uh, it sounds uh, weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if I can find the article, and I'll, and I'll send it to you guys. Like,
2: if, if she had been, like, if the story was that to spice up their sex life, she let him have sex with a pie... Then it, it all ties in <laughs> to his brand. Like I let Jason Biggs fuck a pie in front of me. Oh God.
0: man, yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, here we go. Jason Biggs had sex with hooker while wife watched.
1: Great headline. I mean, that tells you all you yeah. need to know right there. I this don't need is, to know anymore. Yeah, this is
0: from. Us magazine, Jason Biggs. I had sex with a hooker. My wife hired for my birthday. Semicolon. She watched eight chips.
2: Eight chips. Yes. Eight chips.
0: Yeah. Just yeah, to Jenny have Mullen. the sound of
2: chips crunching while you're having sex. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> yeah. Oh my God. This whole article, everything in this sounds very bad. Uh, like the way that it's presented this. So this is in 2014 and she released it as part of a memoir. Uh, And so, yeah, her memoir was called I Like You Just the Way I Am, in which she describes hiring a hooker for a threesome on the American Pie actor's birthday. Mullen appeared on The View to promote her book earlier this week and was quickly questioned about her birthday surprise for Biggs. Guest host Candace Cameron Bure was not impressed by Mullen's choice. Well, she's like super
1: Christian, isn't she? She's like (laughs) extremely Christian. Okay, she wasn't a fan.
0: This is a quote oh. from Jason Biggs on the show. We are very open people. We are real people. My wife is amazing, Biggs said, following Buray's claims that Mullen wasn't being genuine. This is not a habitual thing on our part. We don't have a group of prostitutes who come in and out of our house on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And then he ta- Yeah, and then he he ended up like uh, not being able to, to. In case you guys were wondering. Uh, he says he goes on to say that it took three different women uh, to figure out that he was just not attracted to women who were not his wife. And he he says, quote, I couldn't complete the mission.
2: Ugh. Just in
0: case you guys were wondering,
2: he couldn't not. He needs you <laughs> to <laughs> drop by and give yeah, him a I- talk. That's what he needs. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he uh, he only had corn flakes, boys. He did not. He did not frost <laughs> those flakes. If that's what you're
2: put it in terms- <laughs> If you're wondering, I did frost those flakes.
0: <laughs> uh, speaking of of blocks, we also have a great listener block this week, and this is a pretty that's uh, a pretty good one. I have to say, uh, this comes in from Eric, uh, and the subject line is "Blocked by the Washington Capitals cute team dog." What? <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh all you yeah, so he said um I am a big time Pittsburgh Penguins fan who lives in the DC metro area. Naturally, the worst part about this for me is constantly having to go toe to toe with the fan base of the Penguins rivals, the Washington Capitals. It was very easy for me to dunk on fans when we won back-to-back cups in 16 and 17, but ever since the Caps won in 2018, I've had to dig deeper than Ovechkin can't win jokes. The Capitals have fallen in line with other major sports teams and cashed in on easy social media PR points by adopting a very cute dog named Captain, who will go on to be a service dog to a wounded veteran a very noble job for a very cute dog but my poison fan brain would not allow me to just let a good thing be a good thing for the past year i have quote tweeted the dog most every time it posts with such <laughs> things as the dog looks happy now but early in practice ov tied him to the goalpost and hit him with slap shots uh, <laughs> uh, Braden holtby tried to feed captain grapes tom wilson keeps sucker punching him etc the thing that got me blocked was saying that I had inside information that Capital's owner Ted Leonsis was going to kill and replace Captain with a younger puppy because he said the old one was getting uglier and dumber by the second.
2: <laughs> uglier and dumber.
0: And dumber. Anyway, I fully deserve this block. Go penguins, Eric. <laughs>
1: that's very good. Getting blocked by a dog is really good. That's, that's very funny. That's next level.
0: I like the idea that he was like trying to figure out this puzzle of like what is the right thing i can tweet at this dog to get blocked is it the part where the dog gets hit with slap shots oh no that didn't work Uh, is it the part where we fed the dog poisonous food ah no that didn't work it's just like trying to go through and figure it out Uh, it's great if you have a block that you would like to send in and possibly have it read on the show you can do so at blocked at blockedparty.com and uh it may get read on the show uh we also have a patreon patreon.com slash blocked party where five dollars a month gets you access to three bonus episodes every single month uh we just recorded a very funny bonus episode with our friends from your kickstarter sucks jesse farrar and michael hale uh that's out now we've got uh, the hearthstone bonus episode is coming up we're going to be posting the video from the cameo episode with jamie loftus if you missed that uh we got lots of stuff on there so uh thank you to everybody who's donating obviously we know it's a difficult time right now but uh a lot of you have still been supporting the show and and we greatly appreciate that so again you can do that yeah it's very nice. So you can very do that nice. at patreon.com slash block party. Uh, if you don't want to do that, you can rate and review the show on iTunes. That it always helps us in the algorithms uh, and just tell your friends if you like it. And uh, you can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at blocked pod. All right. We always like to finish the show with a top three gram. Uh, I think you had one of the more, famous top threes last time with top three olympic medals so uh <laughs> i'm looking forward to uh to your top three this time around
2: well uh i feel like this uh keeps in in kind of theme with this whole episode uh, it's about horniness uh <laughs> and the question is your top three horniest muppets
0: <laughs> oh Ooh.
2: OK, Ooh. well,
0: and this is tough because Stefan just showed me some extremely horny Muppets like two episodes ago. OK, uh, Graham, I don't know if you saw the whole uh, sculpture series of Kermit uh, having Here. sex with Miss Piggy, but um, One sec,
1: let me uh, let me see if I can <laughs> find the link.
0: <laughs> <laughs> One sec, Graham, let me send this to you before you choose your horniest Muppets, uh, <laughs> just so that you can uh, figure it out. Uh, while Stefan's doing that, Graham, do you want to get us started with your number three?
2: Uh, my number three is uh, I think is gonna have to go to uh, animal. I think animal oh, yeah is is uh, like strangely horny all the time amped up, ready to go has to be on a chain which is very kinky. Um,
0: he's a drummer. the drummers are always exactly're always having sex
2: <laughs> yeah he's always <laughs> panting he's always out of breath.
0: Yeah, that's true. Actually, he he always looks like he just
3: fucked. Yeah,
1: So, Graham, I'm just putting this in the Google Hangouts link uh, or a chat. There, there's the link to the uh, the whole series of the <laughs> Kermit and Miss Piggy like porno sculptures. If you want to take a look at those, they might inspire
2: you. <laughs> oh my God! The first one out of the gates is. Uh... Is a multi-headed beast where all the heads are animal, (laughs) and uh, Miss Piggy is riding this beast. My God, this is—that's the first one. I don't—I dare to dream what happens next. (laughs) Oh my God, these are amazing. Uh, It's like it's Kermit in all—I think like a latex zip-up body suit thing. He's licking Miss Piggy's feet
1: uh yeah yeah yeah, it gets uh it gets more graphic than that
0: before today you were probably here's a thought you probably never had i wonder what kermit the frog looks like in a gimp mask
2: (laughs) i mean i do my own fan art so
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay so for you it's a little different (laughs) uh stefan what's your number three
1: uh my number three i'm just looking at a list of muppets right now (laughs) Uh, I going to go with, um, Ralph, the dog.
2: Weird. That's a weird choice. Tell me what about Ralph strikes you as horny.
1: I think he has, well, he's got the, he's a dog. So he has like the red lipstick penis. Right. Uh, and I think if, if your penis looks like that, um, to be able to still have sex, you have to be super horny because that thing is nasty. If you had a penis that looked like that, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to take it out, you know what I mean? You wouldn't want you'd want to use it as little as possible. So I think just the fact that uh, I'm sure he's I, I know he's he's in a band. He's obviously had sex, uh, and he's got a, he's got a red uh, the classic red dog penis. So I'm, I'm just I'm just going off how weird his penis looks and the fact that he's like he's a I don't know if he's in a band or if he's just the pianist at like the Muppet Theater or whatever. Yeah, I think, I think he's in the he's band.
2: He's a solo. I think he's a oh, solo. Oh, is he solo? Right.
1: Okay. Yeah. But clearly, uh, he's he wants he wants to get laid, um, and his dick is so nasty and red. Um, so I think he's got to be pretty horny.
2: I can't stop looking at these. <laughs> it's
0: like well, the episode ended a little early. Uh, Graham couldn't complete his top three. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, my number three. This is going to be, uh, you know, you guys. Stefan, you know, I'm famous for making controversial choices in these top threes, but I actually think, I think, I think I've nailed this one. I'm going to be honest with you. Number three for me is uh, Sam the Eagle.
1: I was about to say that guy's going to be in some, he's going to be in some weird shit.
0: Well, and here's my, here's my take. I think he's a sub. Really? yeah that's my that's my he's stern he's stern around the muppets all the time he's like the guy that's got i mean could you imagine you're with the muppets all day these fucking goofballs they're insane they're crazy they're animals panting all the time everybody's going nuts they're everybody is a different creature with weird and you you're the guy that's got to keep the decorum of that like you know that when sam gets home he wants to let all of that go. Right. He's like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a dom all the time. I, I need to like, I need to have some time for me where someone else tells me what to do. Yeah.
1: He strikes me as the type of guy who is very like, yeah, straight laced and very like, conservative. But at some point he will get arrested in like the Minneapolis, uh, international airport trying to get sucked off in a bathroom.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. yes, exactly. And he will. Yeah. He will be uh, <coughs> supporting some kind of bill, that's yeah. anti getting sucked off in a bathroom and then he'll be Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because he no, he'll be getting sucked off by a human and he's he is against publicly he's against Muppets and humans fucking.
2: Oh.
0: But he will yeah. get he'll
1: get caught for having sex with a or getting fucked by a human or whatever. Smart. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh Graham, what's your number two? Uh
2: number two, uh, I think uh, kind of a controversial choice, but uh, is the Swedish chef. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like he's up to also. He's got human hands, you know. He's one of the yep. only Muppets that has like a human set of hands, which is
0: so. All the Muppet, all the Muppet ladies are calling.
2: Yeah, exactly. All the other Muppets have these weird, you know, four fingered hands. He's got five. He's got that extra digit that drives the ladies wild. <laughs>
0: I'm trying to imagine his orgasm noise. It's not going well.
2: (laughs) He says bork bork or whatever when he's done. (laughs) No, that's
0: what he says when he's thrusting. Bork, 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 bork,
2: bork. So
1: okay. So my number two, and I'm I'm on I'm like deep into Muppet (laughs) Wikipedia articles right here. My number two is Beaker.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah. So interesting.
1: Beaker is like Bunsen Honeydew's uh, lab assistant. Yeah. Uh, all he says meep, is like me 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 yeah. Meep, 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 meep. Yeah. Uh, and he's so he's shaped like a penis first of all. That's yeah. true. Um, so even if he's not hung necessarily his whole body like he's got a, his body is a dick. <laughs> his body's but, hung. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to read this sentence to you and you tell me that this little motherfucker is not horny. In the 2008 TV special, A Muppet's Christmas, Letters to Santa, Beaker is even more fortunate when he tests a wish machine and gets the company of model Petra Nemkova, and not only refuses Honeydew's order to send her back, but then also successfully teleports away with her to apparently enjoy his first wish for the rest of the story.
2: Wow. Okay. So
1: Beaker fucked Petra Nemkova.
2: Me <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Beaker.
0: <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, All right, okay. John. Yeah, my number 2, uh this is the least controversial choice I feel. Uh my number 2 is Miss Piggy. Totally. I mean, I think, you know, yeah. I think it's obvious, right? I mean, Miss Piggy is fucking ready to go. And I I will also say I think for me, I think it's also pretty obvious Miss Piggy uh bisexual. She doesn't care. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. I think like yeah. she loves Kermit, but like to me Miss Piggy has big time, bi vibes, vibes, if you will. Uh, they're yeah, they're just they're they're. She doesn't care. She just she wants to get she wants to get laid, and she is she's attracted to to any gender. You know what? She might. I I'm actually she's pansexual because I guess Muppets. What what's a gender? You know. I it's think Miss true. Piggy is. I think Miss Piggy's pan, and she's just she's attracted to to anything, and will.
1: And it sounds we'll, like J.K. Rowling. Like retroactively talking about her
2: characters, yeah. Just I want everybody to know that Miss Piggy is pansexual.
0: Yeah, Jim Henson has famously said that in his will. That's right. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I that want everybody his... to know this was like this was a choice I made, and I I, I want everybody to know. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Miss Piggy is pansexual, and Kermit the Frog has shingles.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kermit the Frog is an anti-vaxer, and yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's. I don't know if it's like if that's canon or not, but that's certainly one of my favorite things to do, and that is retroactively go back and decide in books what sexuality everyone is.
2: It's great. <laughs> it's it's a great way to just keep driving that franchise, you know, through mm-hmm. through the years. Is you just every once in a while drop that uh, yep. somebody in Harry Potter was uh, <laughs> a switch.
1: Yeah, and then also speak <laughs> out against uh, the Labor Party a lot too. For some reason. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's related, but
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the, they, she just slides that in, in the same article. Uh, yeah. So Hermione's a switch and also, uh, really the government is horrible yeah. and Brexit <laughs> is good. Uh, Graham, what's your number one?
2: Well, I actually put this question out on Twitter to see what the consensus was. I assumed it was going to be Miss Piggy, but far and away the number one choice of the people so I will, I will go along with it is Gonzo. Yeah. Yeah. is the horniest and that he would regularly, I guess, have sex with chickens. Uh, yeah. <laughs> cause he was always like hot for chickens and, uh, but you know, like, I guess that's whatever his, whatever he is, that that's what they're attracted to. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think well, that's... And Gonzo also has the kind of like the beaker thing, like, with, but with his nose. right Right? like like gonzo's got options
2: (laughs) gonzo's a very lucky boy he's got
0: (laughs) yeah exactly uh stefan
2: i'm gonna go with uh
1: so this is again sort of falls under the the ralph the dog thing dr teeth uh Mm. he's he's the leader of the electric mayhem he's he's got a gold tooth he wears, like, a pimp hat, the way he dresses up. I get very much, like, free love, like, 70s vibes from him, you know? Yeah, yes. um, yeah of course. Think,
0: someone named Dr. Teeth, I think, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think he, st- he stinks. I think he smells very bad. <laughs> I think when he's having sex, it, it's just very smelly, the whole situation. But he's, like, just a very, like, dirty, like, hippie <laughs> sex guy right like you know what I, you know you know you know who i'm talking about like the 1970s like free love yep. <clears throat> fucking in the mud like that's dr teeth you know yeah, yeah. what do like you patchouli? think
2: just in general as a sidebar who is the smelliest celebrity because you're talking about a, a oh. dr Teeth's the smell but who do you think just just by appearance not through anything you've heard who's the smelliest celebrity
0: oh i don't oh. know i have no idea why but the very first person that came to my mind was ben affleck really i think i don't know why i doubt he smells (laughs) but for whatever reason that was the first thing in my head i mean it's probably post malone
3: right
2: oh yeah yeah really good yeah you're right yeah really good yeah post malone i would go the complete opposite way and say it's gwyneth paltrow (laughs) oh that's smart that's actually actually a good point because
1: she's eating a lot of weird shit yeah she has has jade inside her at any given moment (laughs) yeah
0: yeah she's got an egg in her yoni or whatever yeah. she definitely like doesn't believe in in like any type of deodorant or perfume unless it's like some kind of goop thing or what yeah, yeah. no you're right that's a really good both that's of you great, good choices yeah God. i didn't i didn't have a good i don't have a good choice no um but well i don't know maybe it's ben affleck who knows yeah Everybody's i I'd buy lot. that <laughs> um, okay my number one uh horniest muppet i'm kind of cheating here but i think it makes sense uh given the context i think it's the entire cast of fraggle rock um you cannot tell me that cave wasn't a banging orgy uh all yeah. the time i mean just you watch that show the the horny energy is palpable Um, so yeah, I, I think it was just like Fraggle Rock was like, uh, was like the orgy dome at Burning Man. Uh, it was just every, every man, woman, and Muppet for themselves. There's no rules in Fraggle Rock. Everybody fucks everybody. And it's totally fine.
1: I get real, uh, the, the vibes I get from it, uh, like the cave orgy from the second Matrix movie
0: Mm. where
1: they're in Zion and it's just, everyone is, is sweaty and naked and they're covered in dirt and they're yeah. just fucking like crazy that's fraggle rock to me yeah. it's like
0: jim henson shows up with the cameras and then they're like oh shit we got to do the show and they're all just like pulling out of everyone and like yeah, toweling off of them. yeah, yeah exactly and For what did sure. they
2: do with those doozers you know what i mean that was a whole <laughs> other level <laughs>
0: it gets real crazy uh, <laughs> uh thank you graham for joining us uh, it was great to have you back on the program uh, before we go is there anything that you would like to
2: plug uh well thank you so much for having me this is like just such a fun show to do and i'm glad you guys have it seems like the podcast has really taken off and so it's a nice thing to see like a thing that you like and is of good quality and is a fun thing doing well is always a treat Thank, oh, you. thank you. That's yeah. Very so nice thanks of you for having say. me on, and uh, I, I will plug during this uh, isolation phase, this staying home phase. I've been doing these beard paintings, uh, where, wherein I paint using my beard as a paintbrush, uh, and then I sell them and I uh, give the money to assorted charities. So that's uh, that's what I've been keeping busy with over the last few weeks. And uh, yeah. if you want to find out more, you can go to GrahamClark.com.
0: Perfect. That's great. The, the paintings are fantastic. Uh, if you've never seen them yeah, they're, they're really awesome. And, um, yeah, I like that. We didn't really say like earlier, we said beard paintings and we just let people for an hour and 10 minutes. You're like, what does that, does he paint with his beard? Does he paint beards? Like we just let them hang there. Does he paint James beard? Um, just a (laughs) lot of like, you know, But yeah, no, they're, they're fantastic. And obviously you can also listen to Graham, uh, on stop podcasting yourself. Uh, one of the very best podcasts out there and they can follow you on Twitter at Graham Clark. Yeah.
2: Watch as I try still to get blocked by the entire (laughs) cast of American pie.
0: (laughs) Fantastic. Uh, thank you so much again, Graham. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, we, we appreciate it. Uh, again, you can donate to the show at patreon.com slash block party. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at block party pod, and we will see you back here next week. Bye. Goodbye.